You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. There we go. Uh, my friend says this is too loud, but I think it's just his sensitive hearing. He's old. <laughs> my old, I, you're, an old you're, you're older than me. I do remember yeah. that, even though we grew up together. What happened? Did you, did you flunk? Nobody uh, ever likes that word. Well, Held back. That's that's the politically correct way. To no, say. I went to uh, Catholic school. Oh, when you transferred. Oh, no. What happened was uh, apparently I was an uncooperative student, <laughs> and uh, it was you know nuns and everything. I wasn't taking naps. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. <laughs> it's like kindergarten, first grade. Kindergarten. I kindergarten was, in, was nap time. I was incorrigible. Remember I, that they had cots. And milk, yes, and you had to take a nap, and it was horrible because, first of all, you got somebody snoring next to you. There's somebody with boogers. They hid, stick you all in one room. I hid my lunch every day so I wouldn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm gonna get all these confessions. Now I go way back with you, but not that far back. It's true. Our guest is Steve Lawrence, by the way. We're old roommates. We went to Temple together. We went to junior high together, high school, and. Uh, my old friend happens to be visiting here. He's, he's stopping into my little studio offices, nice. which you haven't it's seen really before. Nice. Yeah, awesome. I'm I'm so happy you're able to. You're it's here like on business. Paradise here. It's paradise. Wow. It is. It's really nice. I mean, I've never heard my ex-wife call it paradise. Says she's trying to say how it's miserable here. Oh, <laughs> and she well, wants to move yeah. to Rhode Island. <laughs> Take the oh. kids to Rhode Island. No, my ex-wife, not my now yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a terrible thing it. to say. A now wife. <laughs> You don't have any your, now your wives. You just wife. have only now wives. Yeah. You only, you've been married only once. One time. Good for you. Once is enough. You were a little late getting married, though. A little. <laughs> and and the only problem was you had me do the toast. Oh. That was. Oh, my God. What was by, I thinking? You should have seen the pain in his eyes just now as he brought back that memory. Oh, I can't even watch the video. from. <laughs> is it on video? Yes. I have to see this. Plus, we had microphones on, and you were talking about... <gasps> The, uh, you can say anything on here. No, what was I saying? Well, you were talking about. <gasps> they talk about somebody. Her relative singing, and that, and then you were talking about. I was heckling. Yeah, yeah. You were like ripping. You weren't <laughs> heckling. You were ripping. <laughs> what did I say? Now I'm embarrassed. And then the did priest, they see it? Did the, the priest people, came in? And I said, ripped on him you too. Know your microphones are on. And we're like. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? This is terrible. I feel awful. Uh, and Teresa. Remember I, Aunt Teresa? You yeah. Said, you said, uh, you said, oh my God! Do you think anybody really wanted to hear that? <laughs> did you show that to Aunt Teresa? No. I hope you didn't. No, I don't remember your exact words, but they it were, was ugly. Oh my God! Well, it was funny as long as you weren't related to Aunt Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love this. I just found out. I have Asperger's. See, now all this shoe stuff, all these years, you should see the look on his face again. All these years, you know me like no one else. I have an excuse now. <laughs> I have Asperger's. You have Asperger's. I have Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't this, doesn't this define, like, how many years have we been together? We just go, oh, my God, there he goes. You know, it makes there, sense. There's it the shoe zone. It makes sense that the shoe have, zone is Asperger's. You're, you're, there's a spectrum, right? Yeah. And and so I'm on it. You're on that spectrum somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Now that you say that. Yeah. And you know this because you're not really human. 
<laughs> you're but in a good some ways in a good way oh yeah obviously yeah because you have that humor you like right when you try to be serious is when you're the most fun when i try to be serious i'm the most fun yeah i don't know if that's true i it, I'm you know not, what what it's true because okay. when, when we would hang out yeah and you know when we lived in chestnut hill together yes right? we had a would, house with a bunch of roommates yeah and you would start with a story and the hand would start going and you're like and then with the same dick <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't you were, can't believe you remember stupid things like the same dick story that's because i was sleeping at the time and you were giving me a hard time and, and i walked in and told you the same dick story no i you and i this is probably not good to put on that. Uh, what is the it? public? But you and I were at the Irish pub one night, mm-hmm. and we went there. And I was getting up at like six in the morning because you were working for Xerox. Xerox you put right? a suit on at twenty years old. Yeah, I was like working all right. day long. Yeah, hustling. and I was in there being a comic out all yeah, night. You're, you're, I'd have comedians that would stay with us. Yeah, you're waking up when the sun is warm. Okay, <laughs> and then we would go to the Irish pub. Yeah, and we would go and we'd start drinking. And so we met these two girls, and they were like. They were a lot of fun. So we came back to your place and went swimming, and I was getting tired. And so, is this when I lived downtown? Yeah, when you lived downtown. Oh, we swam in that back pool. In there. The back pool, and then so I, oh. so so I was with the one girl, and you were with the other, and I was on the couch, and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And so she proceeded to take her makeup and like. What'd she do? She, oh. Well, I don't know when it happened. She put it on you. Yeah, well, what happened was... To get back at you for falling, falling asleep, asleep on during, right? during sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. She she graffitied you. So so what happened? I don't know how it happened because I was asleep. But what I do know yeah. is that you ended up being with both of them. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, now I remember the same dick story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, this is terrible. It is terrible. I might have kids. My kids might be listening. To, but listen, they know. They know I have a background, and things happen with alcohol. And uh, that was one yeah, of the things that right happened. After you quit drinking, right? Before, that was no. Yeah, yeah it was a few years before. Those are oh, those are bad times down when I lived downtown, yeah, and Philadelphia. Then, and then, and then, but I loved waking up and seeing that she had completely covered me with covered you with and lipstick and line or whatever oh I'm she like, she wrote notes on you yeah, you suck terrible so uh yeah though yeah we had some you know some fun times and by the way your little hand gesture you imitate me with with the hand thing yeah so people can't see this he's rolling his uh, index finger in a clockwise position Steve, you would laugh your ass off. My f- new car, the radio, that's how you turn up the volume. So every time I gesture, it goes <laughs> it goes up because it, that's how you do the volume. From a from a distance, you get the hand oh going in, God, in a circle. You blow out your ears. So now I always gesture and it goes, it goes up again and again. So now I have to turn the damn radio off so it doesn't do that. But I think of you all the time because I know you're one who's really on top of that gesture. Yeah, you listen. And you the, have your own the gestures. Shoe, the shoe hop. The the shoe what? Shoe hop. Hop. Yeah, you don't walk. You hop. Oh yes, it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Heather, who you just met, she has a a video of it. The shoe. Of everybody imitating me. And I was always like three steps behind because you were like hopping right to get to the next place. And I have longer legs too. Much longer. Yeah, but yeah. So you 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 were a wrestler, and I was a wrestler, and you. It's so weird how 
you were an inspiration for me doing comedy because you beat me up and stuffed me in trash cans and <laughs> lockers. Oh, how'd you forget about that? I don't forget about it, and I never will. I'm putting as, it out of my mind. As I was put into the locker, as you stuffed me in a locker that's not supposed to have anything but books in it, <laughs> I was in the locker, and you had me in there, and you would hang me upside down. You, held, you hung Albert Roseff by his feet yeah, upside Tom down. Timoney and I. You and Tom Timoney. Yeah, you were a badass kid. He was in the Marines. I saw him. I was at a shooting range with my dad, like when we were in our late twenties. That's not a place you want to see a guy you picked on. And Albert Rosa is standing behind us, with former Marine. Now he's not like a tubby guy. He's like all muscle. Right. You made fun of him for being tubby. You hung him out of a window. You don't think that he thought about reason that we hung him out the window? Oh, I love you. Have a reason. There was. There's no reason. He he almost (laughs) killed the guy. There was. You were three stories up. Yeah, but he was. You hung him by his legs. See, Tom and I were in the be- in the men's room, and Elbert comes in and starts running his mouth. He does. He did run his mouth a lot. And yeah. running his mouth, and Tom and I looked at each other, and we saw the window was open, and we're like, "Elbert, shut up." Mm-hmm. Okay, so he didn't shut up. Yeah. And, and Tom was like, "Let's get him," you know. So we grabbed him. And uh, by the way, took- I don't think any kids of this generation should be listening to this episode. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna shut it down right now, folks. <laughs> Listen, if you're under 18, you get, stop, okay? Just stop. Yeah, this is, yeah, is going to get... Yeah, we're going to tell about our violent past of... of you know, this is what kids did back then. They did, but they don't do this anymore. No. That's why when Your kids didn't do this. We didn't drop them. <laughs> <laughs> he was very polite You stuffed that. me in a trash can head first oh. where my legs were dangling okay. up, and I couldn't get out. You can't get out of a trash can, There's you know? no justification for doing that to anybody, but I just want to tell you why I was like that. Why were you like, oh, wow, I'm going to get a confession it's out true. of you? I don't okay. know about this. And my my mother recently told me, she said why she kind of, like felt bad for me, right? Felt bad for you? Yeah, because okay. my brother used to beat the shit out of me like every day. So you took it out on other people. Right. And this then, is your reasoning? Did, well, wait, wait. This isn't, to, so, to so, transfer the bullying. You're acting like, you're act, but you're acting like this is a good thing or like you came up with some idea in no, therapy no, now that you're clean now. It's you think you're good. clean on no, this? No, no, no. You but made it, a comedian. That's the only good well, news is you made a comedian out of me. Well, here's the thing though. Like, my brother and I were out, and we were, like, in our 20s, and, mm-hmm. and he said, he said, you know, Steve, he goes, you never really thanked me for putting you through college. <laughs> I'm like, what? what oh, you, because you had a wrestling scholarship. Yeah, like, what are you talking about, Mike? Like, right. I don't remember that part. I thought I got a scholarship for wrestling, and he goes, exactly. If it wasn't for me, you never would have got it. That is true. He it's did, very true. Yes, but that's, that's an, that does not justify, <laughs> rationalize the part about you stuffing people no. And trash cans and lockers and everything else. But and you were okay. a badass, too. That's what's weird. If people could see you now, and actually even for the last at least 30 years, you're very, I don't want to say conservative because that's not, you know, it's, it's a, but you're very like, you know, you don't dress loudly unless you hang out with me on vacations. We always end up buying you I some meditate. clothes. Wow, what you have you changed? This is a big change. You used to I walk around in college wrestling, folks. He had a r- cigarettes rolled up in his sleeves <laughs> like he was for Fonzie. Looks. He was oh, oh right for looks. You weren't smoking them. I only smoked for a short period of time, <laughs> maybe for like. And you, know, you were, and you had clicks like on your heels. We could hear school. you like a shoed horse 
coming down the Engineer hallway. Boots. Yeah, is that what they were? Yeah, I copied them with my brother. You, oh, okay. So everything everything stems uh, from Fonzie, your brother. I had the black Fonzie jacket. Like yeah, Mike. my exactly. brother was literally Fonzie. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so, so you just repeated everything, including his bullying. Yes. Well, I'm glad something happened to you. What do you think it was? I know one of the things, and again. I'm going to get to this. Steve Lawrence, my old friend, has had a lot of effect on me. Wheat sprouts. Yes, this thing called Life Spring, which we ended up calling <laughs> Wheat Sprouts. So uh, let me just describe. I'm in college, and you know, you just think that you have the world by the balls. We're at Temple University, and suddenly I lost Steve for a little bit. I'm going, what's, what's up with him? He seems a little different. And his whole family was different. Yeah. They pinned me in your kitchen. I don't know if you remember my this. My dad or... Your dad, the whole family. Okay. Oh, I'll never forget. Steve, uh, bring Craig over, the, the, your, your father. Yeah. And uh, so they pinned me in the corner and said, is everything okay in your life? I go, everything's great. <laughs> and, they, and they said, could you change anything? I go, oh, nothing. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. If we told you we could do anything, you could have anything in your life, and you could make any change you could. I'll never forget this. And uh, they were just pinning me. All of you teamed me. More money and more women, and that's what you wanted. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> what I answered. I said, I could use more money How and more I women. They were going, they said, bingo, we have your answer. I'm going, okay. Double sign or nothing. Up. I thought it was like they were going to treat me at a bar with like hot women around. But no, it was to go to Life Spring. And I went, and you had told, all of you told me that it changed your lives, you had transformation in your lives. And I will admit, that was one of the transformative things in my life that at least led me to get out of sort of like the the patterns of life of what you think it's about. Yeah. And at least it introduced things, not that it sticks or, you know, you don't work it the rest of your life. But it, it did introduce me to we all got something different out of it. We did. Right? Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, I remember one thing I got out of it is I was introduced to um, I was not familiar with gay people as much because we there didn't were a lot of gay people in there wasn't there but one guy you know how you have to share you know you share yeah. and you go knee to knee uh, yeah. and you look him in the eyes and you're not allowed to flinch you're not allowed mm -hmm. to say anything no judgment silence and the guy says my husband fucks me up the ass with his oh <laughs> jesus and he marks it he marks <laughs> it with a bandana on his wrist and i'm trying i'm 20 years old i'm trying to be hip and cool i'm going okay <laughs> i'm trying to be a good guy Oh, and geez. but that was my first introduction to uh, I was not familiar with you know we knew gay people but none of them were out of the closet back then people were homophobic well, I, I so think this a made lot me of people that less had homophobic. some kind of like whatever you want to call it cognitive dissonance or whatever mm -hmm. they would go to that and a lot of them were very successful people that you wouldn't think that right. anything was up with them right but there's something up with everyone right right and so what we learned remember like there was one guy was like a federal judge and he said I never give anybody my number i never you know i'm very private he goes i want to change that i'm going to give everybody not everybody my number if you ever want to call me really yeah that was in your class yeah i had a whole other class i had the bandana on the wrist <laughs> that's what i had i kept uh i kept trying to hit on girls because you guys told me i want an immediate oh, result remember you, you told had me to go to the person that you were most attracted exactly. to exactly oh but what happened was i'd see her across the room i go oh, i'm gonna get her i'm gonna get her and I'd be walking across oh the room, and all of a sudden, tap, tap. Will you share with me? Oh. It was always the worst one that I did not want to share with. And they always found me, and I never got together with, with that uh, girl that I had my sights on. Yeah. It was all about that back then. And I remember you came out of there 
Mr. Suave de Boner, <laughs> you had all the lines because you were so confident with girls now. And uh, I was laughing about how you would just go up to them and say things just yeah. so boldly would have no fear of rejection. And I, I, I could that not get off. that part. Oh, did it wear off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why it took you so long to get married. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but t tell people about the uh, the toast that I did at your marriage. Um, oh, man. Actually, I couldn't call it a toast, could we? Call, probably call it a, a, a roast. No, I it, was, was, it I was, was a roast, <laughs> and I, I want to kind of like move on from that. <laughs> but I was thinking about one thing from Life Spring that yeah. really affected me, and it might seem really woo-woo to people but yeah. remember when they had an exercise where you would have to kind of read the other person's mind like wait a minute wait a minute i can't believe you're saying this i came back that was my biggest thing and i thought you and rob horner both said that that wasn't your no, thing no i met i somehow ended up with we this. end up psychics well no i ended i wasn't but i oh I, see I, then I, then I, my memory's correct then you didn't respond I, well i wasn't able to do it that well like i did yeah. some of oh, it i got that one that was but i was one. with a yeah. girl yeah who, who read out you? of 600 people or how many people yeah. were in there mm -hmm. she was the best person at it and she mm -hmm. got me first as she was doing it blew and you away and it was like she goes well you know yeah i can kind of always been able to do this and she was mm -hmm. knowing all these things about me and i'm like this is a setup well and then exactly. so, so, right? so listen so after this happened i was freaked out right <laughs> like i'm thinking okay, she read your mind completely she read my mind okay like too accurate to be a coincidence right okay there's right. no way mm -hmm. unless she had done some homework or mm -hmm. figured out something and she didn't so then they put her in the front of the room because they asked well how many people are really good at this and i'm like this one right here she's <laughs> the best ever <laughs> And she's like, oh, here we go. So she's like, all right. So, so she had to go up in front of everybody. And then really? you know how the speakers were like uber confident? Oh, yeah. Well, she started on him. She starts on him and kind of made him humble and, well, she and said, revealed you, some she, things yeah, that he yeah. might probably wouldn't want people to know. Well, he, she said, you know, yeah, you've been divorced. And, he, and she said, and you feel guilty about, your, you know, your, your, your son or whatever. And, mm. You know, and she, she went through, and then she said, and, and and she broke down this very probably. And cocky your son's guy. name is so and so, mm. or whatever, yeah. and like she knew this stuff, and it was like, you're kidding me, this is a setup. But I knew it wasn't a setup. But if mm -hmm. I was watching it, mm -hmm. I would have said, the, oh, this is it's a like total a magic trick, magic yeah. trick, right. right? Yeah. So I left there, and I was like, okay, there's something, there's some kind of communication that goes on. That we well, don't know let's about. let's address that. I never thought we were going to go there with this. By the way, this podcast is called. I know you haven't listened to it, my old friend. Thank <laughs> you so much. I have. Thanks a pant load. As you, <laughs> so, uh, it, it's called. Can I, Doctor Craig Shoemaker? Can I help you? So we help oh, yeah, people, yeah. and one of the things we help them with is kind of like they have. We all have blockades and things like that, and one of them is that what you were just saying is our cynicism prevents us from realizing our potential spidey sense and, right and we have a spidey sense that people don't realize and what's funny is i remember coming back and you had not had the experience yourself but now you're saying you had the experience on the other side they matched me with that woman that came up going, will you share with me i'll oh. never forget I'm, she was literally the last person that i wanted to share with but i will never forget her because that was the moment because you they put you into space a space of no fears, no worries, no nothing. You're clearing out your, your mechanism, basically. And you're allowing for this psychic sense that we all have, but some have it more in tune than others. Yeah. This is why psychics are brilliant. Well, you have to work at it, too. You do. You have to work at it. But apparently, you have trust it. You have I to. have a clear sense that it was allowed to come out then, and now I have confidence in my 
abilities to do this. Yeah. So they sit me, they sit down, and I don't remember this. They say, uh, just just give the uh, relationship and uh, like one other thing, right? Like the sex maybe. And then they said, and but never say no. Just say that's not my experience. Yeah, that's not my. That's, that's a good one. I forgot. Remember that. that? Yeah, yeah. So, which is great because now you're not breaking it up with negativity. Right. And uh, see, the word no. Yeah. We all have this response to it. So, if you're listening to this, understand that if I say something to you and you just go no, I, you I, immediately I, go I do into that. defense. Sometimes I catch myself doing that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and it's true. By the way, there isn't a no because, for instance, she says, "Well, your girlfriend loves horses," and I can't go no. I just said, that's not my experience. I mm -hmm. did go back to my girlfriend at the time. She said, oh, yeah, I do like horses. So not my experience keeps the flow going. So it's about this flow. And I went into this light. I'll never forget it. I read her. And I stopped. It's no coincidence. I said, your husband's 6'8". You don't guess 6'8". Wow. That's a big guy. He smokes a pipe. Nobody smokes a pipe. The guy smoked a wow. pipe. I still remember the chair that he was in that I visualized. And she was blown away. I don't and know so how it was works, I. but it does work. With uh, it's there's something to. Well, it works because you have it, but it's just not as in tune. And if you keep meditating, that's how you get there. Well, so just so you know, there's certain yeah, and, I, and which is not easy to do, right? To, no, meditating is not easy. But um, not only taking the time, but having the patience. A lot of us don't like being alone. A lot of us are distracted. We go right well, to yeah, the phone. Yeah. It's like deep breathing exercises. Yeah. Nobody wants to do them, but they're so good for you. You know what I do now? I go to the phone to meditate. <laughs> I get my meditation off the phone. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, of, yeah, so you're killing head, two birds with one stone. Headspace app or something? Yeah, like yeah, I got one of those, yeah. But it, yeah. but if, if you are in that space, you now can pick up energies that you normally can't pick up. And and we're all one on the planet. That's the idea. Yeah. Right? So we're all connected. We're interconnected. We're all wired together. That's true. We're actually beyond the planet connected. Exactly. Very good. You must have learned that in Wheat Sprouts. And by the way, so you brought me to Wheat Sprouts, you yeah. and your family. Right. Now my mother, do you remember her reaction? Oh, God. <laughs> she, Sorry about that. She, <laughs> that was the beginning. She was blocking. That was the, that's what they called it, didn't they? You're blocking. You're, oh, no, that was from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, we used to combine the two. But uh, now she was she, furious. She was threatened. Yeah. I remember saying to her, I came back and I go, I love you. And she goes, what's wrong with you? Oh, God. That's so sad. You're in a cult. I go, Mom, but I love you. Oh, my God. I'm calling the authorities. I said, but I'm telling you, I love you. I will never forget that conversation. And then um, I had the mail sent to her house. And so she intercepted. I was never able to go to the next level because I never saw the mail. Oh, God. This was before emails and would go to yeah, the house yeah. and she, oh, she burnt that stuff. She did not want to be back in that cult that would possibly have you connected to your mother and making amends and all these wonderful things that were coming out of it. And that's the mentality of a lot of people in the United States well, or you, probably the world is we are programmed to the opposite, to not say I love you. You, you know what is interesting? Because like if you think about like the way you're raised and the impact mm -hmm. that it has on your personality and you know, positive and negative, right? And then, like, I didn't realize this until recently. You know, my dad was basically an orphan mm -hmm. and had no love as a child. Oh, and that manifested itself in many probably negative ways, yeah, would well, you say? Yeah, but and then he became a very loving person as he, he did. got older. Oh, okay. Remember, he, he, he was... Oh, yeah. He was he the one that he was the... And oh, and he was the leader, by the way, yeah. for getting me into wheat sprouts. Yeah, he go, I love you. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, Roger. He, if at one point he actually 
lived it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he did loving things. You know what I mean? Like you so know. he had. We talk about this often on this show. He had a life transformation. He had. Uh, he did. He went from this uh, reactions to childhood, which we all do. You had a reaction to your brother beating up, and it was to beat other people up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but eventually, I like my brother. But I mean, you know, he. Eventually, he you got did. to love though, yeah. and you're a very loving guy. You know, you're one of the few guys that I've actually, you looked me in the eye in my graduation from Wheat Sprouts and said, I love you. Yeah. And and I think it might have been the first time I heard that from a male. Wow. Isn't that odd? Yeah, that is odd. I mean, I guess it's odd. Did that happen in your house before before everybody, the whole family actually, I know Actually, you went. know, I t- I'm sure my dad told me, but it would be a little, you know, like. It Mutter it? Yeah, or something, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing how we look at that? It's like, it's, it's, I guess that we look at it so vulnerable for yeah, people. Yeah, it's I vulnerable. Think. That was the big thing with LifeSpring. Yeah. Remember you would To break down your vulnerabilities. And you would say, you know, I am a blank, blank, blank person, you know, and you'd have three things. Yeah. And one of them was usually vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, which would be mean that you were willing to share that vulnerability of yourself, you know, with mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And then the other one was something like... Um, spontaneous in other mm-hmm. words you weren't going to be like a freaking robot and just do what you're right subconscious programmed you to do you were going to like do things do that things are outside of the box or the unique box. or yeah try answering to sing to a, try to dance yeah. you know whatever it is you know what I, I remember that you, and you ended up going to nightclubs and dancing with girls in front of them and they rejected and you didn't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that oh yeah you dance like an idiot well yeah. I knew that <laughs> <laughs> and so do they but yeah, you. So suddenly, you were not. You were just devil may care. I don't care because um, I think one of the things that I learned. Uh, then I went to Landmark Forum, which right, is right. I remember saying that. Very similar to LifeSpring, yeah. and I did that. And a lot of that is how meaningless things are. That was one of the things. I think one of the things I got out of LifeSpring was we're accountable, a hundred percent accountable, yeah, and that has a been a one. really good one. I know it's it's, it's a actually, life lesson. It's actually like like the. What I, excuse me, struggled with with that was like, okay, well, you know, I was in a motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. I got hit from behind, you know, and they're like, well, how did you set that up? I'm like, (laughs) right. Okay. Yeah. uh, We have a lot of answers to that, to how how we're accountable. Do you want me to break that one down for you? Should have been on a motorcycle jacket. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, but here's, uh, can I explain what I think it is now, what accountability is? Yeah. You're accountable to your reaction to what happened. You're accountable to, if you hold on to a resentment, if you hold on to being a victim, you're accountable for that. That's true. I don't think, I think that, I know they tried to, I think I remember them teaching, no, you brought all this in, you brought that energy in. And I think there is something to be said about that as well, but of course it's debatable. Well, I think that the other part of that is, is, you know, you're accountable for what the meaning that you give to things. Exactly, right? right. And then the other thing is, you're accountable if you don't learn anything and keep doing the same stupid exactly. shit over and over. Right, if you, that's called insanity. That's yeah. the definition of it. But we all do it. Of course we do. You but, know. So, if, but a lot if, of times you're not aware. Like, you know what's interesting? I just did this exercise yesterday called Strength Finders. Oh, here he goes. Folks, this guy's had me do wheat sprouts. No, you don't have to do it. Sure. Gravity boots. He had me parachute. We're going to get to all parachute, these things. Yeah. They, all these things he made me do. Oh, that's a good story. And you always, you always oh come to me God. with something. And now this is the latest thing that I'm going to end up 
buying some app. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Okay. Tell me what it is. This is not a big thing. It's like a, okay. it's a big book. Everybody does. You know, I'm doing Wim Hof breathing now because of you. I'm walking in ice. That's awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> so, go. <laughs> um, so this thing is a, it's a, it's a book and it's a, it's an assessment that you take, self-assessment. Mm-hmm. So it, the point of it is that you should use your strengths. Yeah. And, and not, you know, your weaknesses you're never going to be great at. So, you know, just focus on your strengths and you'll be, you know, more mm-hmm. motivated, happier, high performer. So anyway, so I had, I'd been around this stuff a million years, but I never took that particular assessment. So anyway, I went through that and uh, it was interesting. I mean, I didn't think it was 100% accurate. I probably didn't, you mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, I, I'm a little schizophrenic because I've taken so many of those things, you know, it's like, okay, what's this, you know, right. spectrum thing. But uh, what was really cool about it was they lined everybody up to say, and this is an example, like, a, a okay, are you a planner or are you spontaneous, right? Right. So the planners, like, and they use vacation as an example. Do you plan your vacation? Or Where do you, do you fall on the spectrum? On that one, right? Well, like, I'm pretty much t- more towards the middle. And You're in the middle. Planner yeah. Because I like to be more spontaneous on vacation and not have to freaking right know, i have to plan we've been on time. many vacations together yeah yes. and they're spontaneous right very spontaneous we went to cancun i remember that one vividly yes horrible stories <laughs> well the one the one that was when i was a very naive traveler <laughs> money and, uh, I'd, so first of all, we get there and it's uh, I said, Steve, remember, I always have like ideas on things. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> like the New Year's party. Oh, my God. You know, they got 27 rooms of entertainment. Your sister was the one to turn me on to it. Yes. Then, then I get to meet. sold I, it. Then I sell it to everybody. You sold it. I said, it's one one deal. It's all you can eat. Uh, you, know, you had everybody cheese, and I had, I had everything there, and it's all included. There's a <laughs> game room. I never forget this. There's dancing. There's this. We get there. The game room was a tiny closet with a parcheesi board and a table. The the all you can eat cheese was in wrappers. Cheese whizzy, craft cheeses. Oh Remember the deck of cards in one room. The deck of cards. Monopoly table in the next room. So they were like those thirty were the, games of those. fun. I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> there's nobody in there. And then one of them had a a whole like a truck emptied a bunch of bananas in it. What? There was a there was a pile of oh, bananas. That's right. Like all whole, of a sudden, all of a sudden, we look up and go, oh, here's the bananas. Banana room. It was it was the most surreal night. And plus, oh my god. Plus, uh, the the topper was, uh, we're the, we have all these suburban white guys. That's who we recruited, and it was all black. The entire, yeah, the, everybody there was black. So it was literally like the scene from Saturday uh, from um, Animal House. Mind of yeah. a dance with your date. And my sister was there too. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, she was the one that organized it. My God, we could go off in so many damn tangents. We have we have so many stories to tell. But we, we a we've lived to tell them. B we're having a great time with life. C we don't tell our kids these things because we don't want them to do that. How do you deal with raising your kids in that area? Do you tell them some of the things that you went through? Do you are you are you rigorously honest with them? I mean, how no. do you approach that? You're not. Well, I mean, until I make it depends them. What you had to define that, but I have to define I, it. I, I don't. I don't talk about like you know some of my escapades but i do tell them you know like i'll tell them a story about acid 
You ever mention acid? <laughs> I never did acid. I've, I've done. You did too. No, I've done like uh, m- mushrooms and mescaline. Yeah, but that was that's acid, goofball. It is. I love that you're that, that your brain is that far gone that you deny that that's that's an acid. We'll have to look it up after the podcast. Well, I was mescaline. I remember taking the mushrooms and the mescaline. I remember that too. We did a lot of things, but I don't think and that's the thing. Do you way, tell your children because they're going? Well, you survived. Well, that's here, the problem. Here's a point, though. Before other, like, and I'll get back to the children thing. But apparently, there's a lot of value in mushrooms, and now they're treating post-traumatic I stress. I know. Right? Someone, one of my podcast guests, gave them to me, and I don't know. It says here, you know, go off and and yeah, some. I mean, it's. I'm surprised you're not trying to turn me on to that, since you turned me on to so many things in my life. A parachuting was another one. Now I. I don't. I have a. I have a go both ways on that one. You and Horner went. We we're all roommates, and I'll never forget this. I don't know if you remember this, but you came back and you. They had grade you, mm-hmm. and Rob did not pass because they slapped him, and you're supposed to go, Jump. and he didn't. He delayed. Do you remember right, that? I remember so that. he got a bad grade. I don't remember he doesn't get to pass. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he didn't pass, and I said, "Oh, I'm definitely doing that." So then we go up there, and no, they no, say the, the counting thing. Yeah, the I'm, counting. No, I, I'm getting there. So we rehearse or practice how many times off of a off of a uh, like a stand like a probably ten foot high stand you jump because that's the same impact you're gonna have when you hit the ground Arch and you thousand, roll two thousand three thousand, thousand grab, look pull look, grab, close, right, pull, right exactly right uh, throw another direction of the spin all these things so I am programmed so not only that I go up and they cancel so I've got two different times I'm practicing. And you made me a bet. I did. You said, Shu, there's <laughs> no way you're going to count. Nobody counts. You, you said, nobody counts. And I'm going, Steve, I, I've been there already once. I'm going twice. You practiced about 50 times. 50 times. I said, of course I'm going to count. Most people practice like 10, maybe 5. Well, yeah. So I had it down. I said, there's no way. And I'm so stubborn. There's no way I'm going to lose this bet. You said, I'll bet you a night on the town. Remember that? I bet, yeah. A night on the town, my treat if you count. And I, you go. And I, and, right, and the same in reverse. I said, I'll right. treat you. I said, I, there's no way you're going to win this bet. And you're going, <laughs> you were <laughs> so cocky. Bank. It was money in the bank. <laughs> so we go up in the plane, and first of all, the guy pulls up, and he had never, do you remember that? He had never ridden the uh, parachuters before. And by the way, people do tandem now. But this wasn't tandem. This was by ourselves. Yeah. So this is a first jump. Yeah. So now uh, you get in the back, and somebody else gets duster. in the back. The it was duster? a crop duster. Yeah. The guy came up. He, the yeah. regular plane wasn't there. It and, wasn't there. Yeah. And the crop duster didn't have a door. And he, no door. He pulls up. He goes, hey, this Every, is my first time doing this. And then we took off. He goes, everybody lean forward, because it was bouncing on the grass. <laughs> we didn't even have a runway. There was no runways <laughs> on the grass. <laughs> So I had to like hold on to my emergency chute in case it didn't shoot out. Yeah, so your, your reserve or my, your, your yeah, yeah your, and it shoots out. It yeah. has like a Could pull the whole plane down. Exactly. So I'm holding on to it so I don't have another arm to stop me from going out of the window. So the instructor put his arm around. Your He's shoulder. got his arm around me. Right. I can't believe we to both have this in. memory. He's holding me and he's hugging and me. And I'm sitting right behind you. And you looking are, at you. You are loving it. I'm I tapping w- you on the shoulder. I look at your face and you I kept tapping me, and you see that face. <laughs> That little face of <laughs> that I'm trying not to show fear 
but I'm scared <laughs> out of my <laughs> Shit, pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody is. But I, of course, that's why you bet me because <laughs> you're scared into the point where there's no way you count. If you're not scared, then you, there's something, there's wrong, something with wrong with you. Yes. So, and this is, by the way, that, that we knew someone had died, you know, the same place. Remember Jim O'Brien, the, uh, the uh, our weatherman in Philadelphia, he had died at the same place. So, like, I'm going up in this plane with a guy I never did this before, with no door, on in a field that we're bouncing up. So then we finally get up there and we go thousands and thousands of feet. And the instructor knew that we had a bet. And he knew we had a bet. And then they say, "Get out on the strut." And all I said to myself is, "I will not be Rob Horner when this guy <laughs> smacks me. I am going." And then, and then, uh, so that's what he does. He smacks you, and then you go arch thousand, two thousand, right? And you arch, and the plane goes right by your head. You just you, you're oh out on this God. strut, and you're holding on to the wing. I'm going. What am I doing? Outside of the I plane, you're literally my, holding on to the wing. I, and I had that thought. You're completely outside of the plane, and you can't get back in. By the way, no, <laughs> there's no, no getting way. back in. <laughs> and I remember having the thought going. What is wrong with you? Why are you doing Everybody this? That. What is wrong with you? I'm, I'm on a wing of a plane. Yeah, sick in the head. I'm a guy that's never done it. He's wobbling around and I'm out there balancing. What's wrong with you that you have to do that to have fun? Exactly. Or I have to prove myself, right. my manhood. What am I doing? But I wouldn't let you know that. That's what my thought was. And then he goes, smack. He smacks me. I said, damn it. I'm not Rob Horner. I'm going to go. And I do this. And he took your... Right, he took my head and shoved it out the door so I could see your mouth, and he looked too as evidence. So we had witnesses, two witnesses, and all the thing. All we saw was a big like Cheerio mouth, <laughs> a big old. Ooh. There was no counting. There was no counting, but boy, you had bug eyes, man. Your eyes were big. So that's your visual. So I remember, and I actually saw him take your head and put it out the door. Yeah, I was watching. So you could verify so, if I counted or yeah, not. So then he says to me, he goes, yeah, your turn to jump. Go jump now, right? So I... I'm but like, wait a second, you're forgetting something. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, he goes, oh, shit. Right. I forgot to tell him to turn his radio on. I had no radio. I'm on my own, my virgin jump. And they, you were to, all radioed down. Pull the toggle, pull the toggle. Well, that's what they, I'm on my own. You have to have And you don't see anything but woods and trees. Exactly. They're instructing you from down below, and they're talking to me, and I have no radio. Yeah. So I'm so looking, he, But he told me, I'm like, well, what's going to happen to him? And he goes, he goes it's you time for you. Part. Yeah, he goes, it's time for you to jump. And I go, but what's going to happen? And he goes, he'll remember to turn it on. I I'm didn't like, remember. That. I'm not gonna count or remember to turn it I'm on. Like, okay, so I jump out because I was really like wondering what the fuck you're gonna land in like Mars or something. Well, you know? you know. So then when you're looking down, yeah. So I landed. And by the way, one of the instructions is you must look at the horizon so you don't yes. pull your feet up and break your legs. Right. Well, well, so and I, you allow the feet to to hit the ground naturally, and then you roll. Roll. So I landed. Okay. Right. And when I landed, you have no idea where I am. I asked around, like, "Where's Craig?" <laughs> and they're like, "Who?" And then, and this one guy, I'm. And you went around. after me. No, I'm looking all over. Yeah, I'm looking all over for for where are you? What happened? So to let you? me tell you what happened. Well, to me. I asked and then this you... one guy, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, that guy's like way over there, man. Like he's like in <laughs> that another... Was another county. <laughs> he was in another county. It was farmland, and all I could see was like trees. I'm going houses. I'm going. I'm gonna die." So I look at the horizon. I ca I'm one of these guys, though, that says I'm going to do things right, and I'm going to look at the horizon. I'm going to do this right. I'm not going to. And I landed, and I went. And I looked, looked, and rolled, and <laughs> I landed right in electrical barbed wire. 
And I'm going, oh my God. And they call it landing shock. I said, this is real landing shock. So it's jabbing me, and I don't know what it is because it's behind me. I'm going, oh my God. I'm, I'm like, this hurts. This really is landing shock. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the great escape all of a sudden in barbed wire, like I'm, like I'm in prison. And then oh all of a sudden God. I look up, and there is a cow from me to you away. He's two feet from me. I almost landed on a cow. Oh, and your parachute did, didn't it? You know, the parachute covered the cow. Covered the cow. Yeah, so I'm like pulling the cow, pulling the parachute from the cow and trying to get it out of the barbed wire at, without getting electrocuted and you're all more. Stuck in that. Finally, mm. the farmer comes down. And he goes, that's to keep the cows in. I said, can you turn it off? <laughs> so I finally gather my stuff. I had to walk. Oh, wait. So I'm walking towards you. Yes, but you, yeah, so you have an idea where I am. So I start to walk, I'm and it is a long, long walk. And I remember what I said, and I know you do too. <laughs> I when you got an earshot, which was still a half a mile away, By I the started. Way, the visual before you said anything was pretty good too. <laughs> what was it? Pissed pants. I did not piss my pants. <laughs> Listen, I am the person who will admit anything. I will tell stories till the cows spot. come home. That one you are lying about. I will be. You know that I'll admit anything, and I am not admitting to that. Oh, I remember wet spot. Okay, you can remember it. Oh, sure. For a mile away, my you saw a wet spot. My experience was a wet spot. All right, Lawrence. You're full of it. <laughs> oh, now I'm revealing more about you. That one's a lie. That, okay. I would admit it. You know that right, I would admit okay. it. Okay. Uh, maybe so you I, see me in a distance. Like I wanted maybe this story just got a little embellished, more embellished. But it was, okay. It was okay. All right. So you see a wet spot. You see Everything me. Everything else did happen. Oh, this is all absolute. Look, our memory is exactly the yeah. same. So I remember your face out the window and the whole deal. And then you see me. I'm about still about a quarter mile away. I'm walking towards you, carrying my big parachute lugging it and i say to you we should do it at the same time ready one two three nobody, nobody counts. counts nobody, nobody counts. ever counts. Nobody counts that was my big <laughs> proclamation i said i'll make that bet with anybody nobody counts you win you win i totally admitted it you already knew the truth though anyway because you saw me not counting but there was i said there, i oh. i would absolutely any anybody Anybody that's hearing this, if you're doing parachuting for the first time, I will guarantee you, you do not count. It all goes out the window. Yeah. I, yeah. It is amazing to me. You don't have that great of a memory, but for some reason, with me, you do, <laughs> including <laughs> no, pissing my you. pants. <laughs> Your memory's not that great, right? No. I mean, it's I not, can, but it, here's it's not the thing. Stel but somehow, my, my our old stories, you remember them all. My memory is really good for certain things, right? Like, if you... If I have to remember like a sequence of things or whatever, I can remember that. But I don't remember like names mm -hmm. really well unless I make a real strong effort at it or I don't remember. You actually studied Harry Lorraine's book on memory because that was another one you handed over to me. You don't remember that? Yeah. We're roommates. Not. Yeah. <laughs> That's What's funny is. He doesn't remember the book. <laughs> that's how bad his memory I remember is. it was Harry Lorraine. <laughs> that's my crazy memory. I have a, you have a really good memory. It's freaky. Uh, okay, so you, I wonder if it's my Asperger's. No, you have a Asperger's memory. Okay, because you're, you're... It's freaking Rain Man. Yeah, you, are, you have Every a little detail, bit of Rain Man. Yeah. And, and it's not natural. And I think a lot of it is because you don't drink. And you, you know. No, no, I always had this memory, even when I was pounding them down. No, really? this is a, oh, yeah. I oh, have a theory. Have, yeah. I have a theory on what it is. So you're intelligent. Well, just remember, Steve, wait, wait, I'm remembering back. things of when I was drunk. So therefore, I've always had the good memory. Well, I still remember everything. I remember when I died. 
I remember I overdosed in Jamaica and I died. I hovered over my body. I remember that. I remember what yeah. they said to me. So, so it, 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 yeah, yeah, Pete came to that one. We'll have Pete on the podcast. We'll tell the Jamaica stories. Oh boy. <laughs> you never did the Jamaica trips? None of no, them? I, oh, I not what you did. Not with you. I know you and I have done Southampton, Hawaii, Southampton, Cancun. Hawaii. Yeah, so Hawaii. Cancun, I ended up getting very bad burn. Oh my god! And I had so we you were get making the, fun of me for putting suntan exactly. lotion and not drinking the water. <laughs> so, and then but what did I drink though? I thought it was you know because you know me I'm going it's all inclusive, <laughs> and I and I opened up the mini bar I had never been we thought it was free we thought it was complimentary, we drank the entire. All of the little airplane bottles, every one of them go, there's more. Look, I found more. Oh every soda, God. every emptied out the refrigerator going, they're going to, and they restocked it. They restocked it the next <laughs> it's day. Endless. I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> I've never seen a deal like this. Like, Steve, it's all inclusive. And you are an idiot who went along. It was ridiculous. I think we had to run away. <laughs> I had a thing. I had a little, I shouldn't say this. I had a little scam going. I used to work at the with these mob guys, they're all dead now from the mob mm -hmm. downtown. And they taught me this game where if the bill collector calls you, if they, somebody calls you and they say, is Mr. Shoemaker there? This happened at our house. We lived together. You say, oh, um, this is in the days of the credit card was different, you know? So they would call and they'd say, is Mr. Shoemaker? And I go, oh, Mr. Shoemaker, I'm sorry. He, he passed away. <laughs> did you know that? I did this whole thing. Did you know the deceased? And then they wipe your bill away. And that's how I got out of our Mexico bill. <laughs> oh my God, you I never, never knew, knew this? That. Oh yeah, my, I was taught by the two Sal's down in uh, South Philly. Oh, they taught me this thing is, uh, listen, if they call you Mr. Shoemaker, you just say he's dead. <laughs> so so, so uh, yeah, I went right. Yeah, that's what I did. So I got us out of our bill. That bill was ridiculous. But then I made fun of you. I said, never go on vacation with somebody that uses sunblock, sunblock. ninety or whatever it was. You were coated yourself. Yeah. I still have pictures of it, by the way. I mean, you're already white. You're a very white guy. Yeah. Right? And I'm very dark and olivey and stuff. So I didn't care. I went right out into the sun, and we went in a convertible with no shirt on. Yeah, we, we drove Jeep. all the way in a Jeep convertible yeah. to, like, Tulum, yeah, well, Isla Mujeres. We <clears throat> yeah. And um, we met we, those girls that were hitchhiking, and we, then they had yeah. boys in the, in the bushes. Oh yeah, that was boy were we idiots. And, but we went that we had fun with them. Oh right? yeah, we did. But that was a scam. They, yeah. they, these two hotties. Oh Steve, look at this! Oh my God, pull over, pull over, pull over! And, and, and they go hello, and they go here, come on guys. And then the guys come out of the bushes. Now we're driving four people, uh, four other people, and then we went into the jungle and went to a bar in the jungle. It was actually like a you know a grass hut with open. There was no doors. That's right. Yeah, that was and the bar. Was everybody there spoke like two or three or four languages. Right, except, except for us. Two Nimrods. Except for us Philly, idiots that studied French for a couple of years right. from Mr. Wait. Oh, you were Spanish. Yeah. I was Mr. Wait with French, yeah, I, with I, the big comb <clears> over. <throat> but uh, I still know some French, uh, <laughs> except for in Canada, I made the mistake of. I put on the uh, the faucet. It says C. I'm going. Oh, it's cold, and I burnt myself because I forgot it was showed as hot in French. Just so you know, this is can I help you? If you ever go to France, if it says C, it means so, showed for hot. So how do you? What is explain explain to me? What can I help you? What is the concept? The concept is in life we have very few mentors. We have mm. very few people that talk outside of the box. Right. Everything is kind of like just a system that we get into. Mm -hmm. The news is all the same. 
you just recycled news from years ago. Right. They just pick your enemies. They, you know, no one's given solutions on life. Right, they're all brainwashed. Right. So today, for instance, we might have helped people Mm -hmm. never skydive, uh, wear sunblock, don't assume that the the bar is free, (laughs) and your mini (laughs) bar is free. We might have helped people with accountability. We might have helped people with to honor their own psychic intuition. So these are the things that we try to do on the show in a very natural organic way where it's a conversation okay, where you're not some, beating people over the head with these these things so we've shared a lot of stories already well here's the thing here's the thing about you because since this is your podcast yeah people should know about you oh, what's that is this going to be good or i piss my pants no, this is, this is, both. no. both okay <laughs> no that's good so you right. uh when when we were figuring out what we wanted to do when we got out of college right we lived together right bunch of dudes and so you know i did the corporate thing i went to work for xerox you had a briefcase the whole deal yeah and your mother loved that because you know and then rob had the you know the mac truck yeah he was doing mac trucks and he did a fuel additive and he was he was doing all sorts of stuff business and and i was just starting in comedy but i wanted to be an entrepreneur at the same time so you got me into amway we forgot about that one okay so go ahead so you pursued comedy yes okay and you knew you wanted to do that at a very early age at a very early age right you were one funny motherfucker (laughs) i remember the first time we hung out i that's a whole other story but oh yeah i couldn't believe how funny you couldn't breathe i couldn't believe it i think we were stoned (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so um do you remember we went to howard johnson's one yes stone and i I and i and i kept putting those uh those creamers those creamers in my eyes Those little creamer yeah. things, and I would do impressions, and and uh, that I was could before we lived in Chestnut Hill. That's that was true. I couldn't school. see though because the, these creamers were in my eyes, and I would like put one in. That was my monocle. I put two in. I'd be Ray Charles or whatever. I'd do impressions of people with those. Yeah, I remember that night. So so anyway, me and we also at, dined in Dash. But b- go ahead. Back at you, back at your thing. Well, when I I laughed so hard, like I really got a whole nother appreciation for you mm-hmm. after we had that night because i'm like anybody who can make you laugh and feel that good okay yeah. there's something there right yeah it's a good point and it, you weren't necessarily always trying either it was a lot of the stuff you were doing where you were just being yourself right so um then your mom and and you don't have to beat up on your mom for this but your mom certainly didn't approve no, and, no, 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 definitely not. And Still to this day, she doesn't speak to me. Yeah, I know. But so, yeah. so anyway. Oh, you so, didn't know that? Yeah. yeah. It's been years. Yeah. I know. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so. Um, and you know my mom, too. And you know how cool she is yeah, and fun she is. Yeah, I just into her. Uh, you did? Not, well. Does no, she I avoid, like, saying, how's Craig or <laughs> do you do anything? No, nah, I mean, People we didn't avoid have, that we with didn't her. have much of a conversation. Oh, okay. I saw her walking down Flower Town Avenue. You did? All right. But, uh. Anyway, so my point is that you, your mom wanted you to have some consistency in your life or whatever. And follow um, your lead with a briefcase. Well, who's ever, yeah. Right. You know, just get a stand, you know, get a normal job. Right, you know, yeah. This and that. And then you were like, you know, convinced that you were going to do comedy. Mm-hmm. You moved to New York and mm-hmm. you did all the things you did, which took a lot of guts. And so I always felt like, you know, that, you were ahead of your time in terms of knowing 
like who you are, your strengths, who you are, what you're all about, and you were being yourself. And as a result, you were able to make a great career out of it. Yeah, and yeah. probably you know, true. So if we can help people, we would say, what would you say with this? Um, so so the, the, the thing that I would say is that, you know, it doesn't always, like you went through a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And, you know, certainly it wasn't an easy path, right? I mean, it was rewarding, but it wasn't easy either. Right. And, you know. We haven't even mentioned my cult leader dad. <laughs> oh That's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. Mules, oh, my God. Yeah, right. We were involved with the mules Jeez. and the cult. But anyway, so, yes, yeah, you were so, saying. So I, was so gonna, it, it, I didn't mean to get mushy on you. But no, like, no, I'm, no. I I'm, Listen, this podcast is supposed to go every direction. It's wherever it, wherever well, it naturally it's never too late, though. You know, like you could, you know, if you're, if you're good at something and you really want to do it, you should try it. And that's a lesson learned. You did that. I, you know, we tried different. Sometimes I tried things. We all tried right. things that didn't work, but you learn from that. Right. And, yeah, the, the heartbeat that always remained in me, though, was at the end of the day, I really do enjoy people's pleasure. That's if I'm going to be, like, one thing in life. Mm-hmm. Even if it's fixing people up on dates and relationships or even this podcast or whatever it is, that is the thing that sings with me. That's the thing that moves me in every single direction. Yeah. So no matter what it would be, that's why to have a, quote, job that other people, that is their skill. And they th- I, I couldn't do something like that. Well, it you, just doesn't, uh, it won't make me, uh, it doesn't motivate me to do that. So if I have a purpose, and the purpose is to kind of shift people or help them have find joy, and that is something obviously comedy does. So as much as I would like to stop doing comedy, <laughs> there is a part of me that loves doing comedy, even if it's one-on-one, like even telling stories and making people laugh. Yeah. But, uh, well, thank you for that. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I... Uh, I pretty much knew that you observed that and you've been with me all this time. And you are, you are, uh, I, I can't call you a conservative because I know what your politics are. So it's not necessarily conservative, but you aren't a guy that's like, you aren't going to go tell your kids these stories from the past. And, and you, you, kinda, little, you keep, not, you keep yeah. things close to the vest pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. You don't expose a lot. And that's one of my, well, I'm, I'm not like a, uh, like, I have only certain people that I am very close to that I confide in. Right? You keep that tight. I'm not a public right. person. <laughs> As opposed to me. No, <laughs> I am not That's public. why my parents don't speak to me. Yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah, yeah going mean, public is, uh, a lot of people have a big fear about that. You know the reason I go public? Do you know the reason for this? Why? Because I think it helps. Oh. I truly believe if somebody else goes, Hey, I felt that. That's all comedy is. Well, I felt that. I never want to feel that. I identify with that, whatever it is. And they say, hey, he made it through. She made it through. Whatever it is. If they hear that, it gives them hope. Well, you, know, you see it, what I mean? It goes back to weed sprouts. We do it does because we all get benefits. That's why we do them, even if they're bad things. Right, right. right? So we get a benefit. So the lesson learned is what benefit are you getting from the good behavior, so keep it up. Mm-hmm. And the, what what benefit are you getting from the bad behavior? So just like try to substitute it with something else. What benefit do you get right now from a good behavior that you have found in your life? Um, I feel like my, my I think being like of service to my family, my kids, because mm-hmm. I feel useful and 
yeah. you coach their teams and you yeah. support them and whatever they do, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it, it's like a bigger purpose than mm -hmm. doing a, a career or, um, you know, I think anybody, no matter what their career, if they have a family and their family hates them, then that's not good. You know. No, thanks, Steve. <laughs> I'm talking about your kids, but your kids. I mean, sometimes they just hate you anyway. Like I noticed, yeah. like my kids, they you know they loved us until they were teenagers, and then they didn't want to be around us. And yeah, I'm going through that with the 14 year old right now, Jared. Yeah, it's it's a bummer too. It's hard to accept because you want to say, "What did I do? You know, why are you mad at me? You know, he's just now he's angry, and you know he's taking out on me a little bit. But by the way, my mother hates me, and I just put her in a nursing home. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah. She well, doesn't she doesn't hate me, but she. Yeah. You know, I had to do the hard. Boy, thing. you got to come down. It comes down to that, doesn't it? Yeah. I think my mom's doing pretty well, though. She doesn't. Uh, I'd love that I have to go through somebody else to find out. She doesn't need any nursing that's homes a or anything. Topic right there. What's that? <laughs> well, oh yeah, that's a buzzkill. Let's go back to my dad. There's a buzzkill. Oh my god, that's funny. So stuff. we're living together. It's you, me, you Mike Henrik, and Rob Horner. Dad, if you try. I know. Well, let's let's. This is what I love about you being on here. Is, do you know that all these years later, and you know how honest I am on stage, I cannot talk about my dad because it's too apocryphal. You just had your dad in in uh, Philly there with your uh, well, anyway. No, I'm not. Story. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm saying mm -hmm. that. Oh, you mean with my new sister that I found? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I can't even keep track of that. I know. I know. It's crazy. So, um, my dad. You know, I didn't really. I never lived with him my whole life, but he would always come around with a new scheme. He would always have a scheme, which was great when you brought me Amway, which was right to <laughs> perfect. Uh, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I totally bit into oh, I went man. to the conference with you. I'm going to be a diamond direct Did, distributor. You know who got us into that? It was the the, uh, the guy from Troop, Pennsylvania, Jerry. N no, no. The guy who was the uh, from Temple, who was in charge of the. Uh, the fundraising. He got you in it, not no, me. He, you got me in it. You were my sponsor, I know, but he was and the, Jerry from Troop was your sponsor. He, he came down two hours like, to show the Amway plan to my idiot friends that showed up thinking it was a keg party. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the dude with the easel? Is that your dad? And they heckled him. Oh, my God, they're pulling out joints. He's trying to tell oh, them to show them the Amway plan. I heard six hours a week, million dollars a year, and I was in. That was, yeah, that was the pitch that got me in. Me too. And I'll never forget you had me, you said, shoot, you were like my coach. Here's your three by five cards. <laughs> Call your prospects, which are my friends, right? <laughs> guys, like, guys that we grew up with. The guys you hadn't hit up because you had different friends than I did. Right. You were into wrestling and I was into being an idiot. So I had the three by five. And he said, shoot, there's two rules. You can't lie. And you can't say it's Amway. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. And, and I go, I go, hello, George. He goes, what's up, shoe? He, uh, he goes, I said, I'm having people over on Tuesday, <laughs> and it'd be really important if you were there. He goes, is there going to be Poontang there? <laughs> so now I have to go through the three-by-five cards to find a response to, is there going to be Poontang there? <laughs> so I, I pull out a card that says, you'll have everything you ever dreamed of if you show up here on oh, Tuesday. That was my response, and I got him to come. I always good answer, and they all came, and they were sitting there, <laughs> mesmerized. He ate the soap to show how good it was for the environment. I remember Jerry, and then and then all of a sudden George goes, "This is fucking Amway," <laughs> and then he started throwing shit at him. That was the end of my six hours a week. I was done. I still held on to that spray on shoe polish for a very long time. But you oh were my, my sponsor in that. Yes, gravity boots. Uh, we got a whole list: weed sprouts, leaf spring. 
So uh, jumping out of planes. So see the influence you had on me? I don't know if it's good or bad, but you did. So I finally influenced you to go up to visit my father and build a mule business. Pocono Adventures on Mules. And he would go up. We've got four of us every week. We were volunteers. We were volunteers. He wouldn't pay us anything, Mm -hmm. of course. And uh, he said, yeah, your money is. What was the answer? Experience. <laughs> we're going to teach you how to be a mule skinner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. The yeah. ground's frozen, so you can't put the... Factory, right. Remember that? You can't put the holes in the ground because yeah. the ground's frozen. How do, how, we, gonna, how do we solve that? How do we solve that? And then Rob came up with the answer. So what he would do with us every week, and this is how cult leaders work, by the way. They rate you. So remember, he goes, Rob, number one. Yeah. Steve's number two. Just because you're my son doesn't make you number one. You're number three. And Mike, you're out <laughs> there. <laughs> you're out <laughs> uh, there. Uh, what the hell did you do? Sleep all day. <laughs> <laughs> He's judging people. He's not even paying us. We're building his mule farm. Rob came up with the idea on the posts to dig through the uh, – he, he lit fires. Rob where was where, really into it. Rob was so into it, he bought land up there. He, did. he became my father's pet. My father rejected I me. That. Rob was his son. You don't think I have issues you know, on this one. So I was already rejected when I was a kid. Never knew him. You know, just for every few years, he'd come around. So now we get in this mule business, and yeah. I, I only ranked above you like one week, maybe when you weren't there. But all the, other than that, I, so that's what, how the cult leaders do it. You strive. And remember, he would like, pick the one that got to sleep with him, and he calls himself, what do you call himself? I'm the, I'm the king of the Poconos. His harem. Yeah, this is my harem. You can be part of my empire if you get over that comedy crap. Yeah. So what, I'm going to be I prince of the Poconos? Was, always put that out there. This could be you. This yes. could be yours. He even had the hand, the shoe yeah. hand. This could be all yours. Yeah. Hey. Hey, you see. Dummy. Yeah, dummy. He called me dummy and whacked me in the head. Oh, uh, yeah. Just Remember the time before you got married and he was wanted, wasn't going to come to your wedding or some shit? I forget. I remember. Well, it's some, yeah, it's always something with him. Yeah. So he calls me up there for some bogus reason. He calls you to have a... Uh, one of his talks. Yeah, but he was told we want to do some real estate stuff. Right, he's always trying to. A, he's always a, a scam attached with thing. him. Yeah. yeah. So, so I get yeah. there, and he literally, for one half hour. <sighs> no, I'm sorry, one half day. Went off. Gave me the whole shoe history. Right. According to AJ. Right. Which was a rationalization. And AJ, he didn't. He couldn't figure. He he thought that the IRS couldn't figure out that stands for Al. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was on the lamb and he left the Cape May, New Jersey with the shark business, moves to the mule business. He doesn't think they'll figure it out. So he, that's what he would do. He would pin people and he would corner them and he would just, just go off on me. And you know, he does it to this day. He did it with my new sister and now she doesn't want anything to do with him. There's somehow though, he's hard. He's engaging. He has like a something, something. What do you mean? Something like a heart behind all of no, it? No, no, no. Oh. No. Like a charisma. He, well, obviously, if he's luring, he had up to 12 but women that gave all their possessions to him. His, he's a good salesman, but I don't understand oh, yeah. his charisma. You know, like, it's like... Well, how were well, you lured into it? You well, were lured yeah, into it I, as well. I'm, like, listening to this shit for, like, four <laughs> hours. I'm like, But what? he kept you for four hours. Know, like, you he, remember he, to this day. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm driving home. For After listen, driving for an hour or yeah. something, getting up there. Right. Listening to his shit for like four to five hours. Right. Makes you turn, pay for lunch. Turning around. Yeah. If we even had it. And then <laughs> going home and like 
thinking to myself, okay, now I have to give this message to Craig because it's important because it's his dad, so I better right. get it right. I right. better remember what he said. Did you give me the message? Yeah. You probably did, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Rob yeah. used to do that, too, to have the, the sit-down after talking to my father. And then in two seconds, I go, yeah, he's full of it. And then, oh, okay, God. yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? I, sometimes I do wonder how I have any normalcy. I know you don't think I'm normal. <laughs> you're not normal. I'm not normal, but I have some normalcy. I'm a good dad well, and a good, good husband, a good friend. Here you are. You know, they just had a surprise party. By the way, were you invited to the surprise I, party? I, yeah, but I sent something in. You don't remember. It was pretty good. You sent something? You mean you wrote something in the book? Yeah. You sent something to me? I'm going well, to have to no, ask about that. I can't remember whether I did it electronically or... Oh, okay. Email. Well, anyway, um, that was the night that I got hit hard. Like, I bawled my eyes out because I saw a reflection of me. So I saw all these friends that showed up, drove hours and yeah. flew and everything else. And I said, okay, if that's what you're about in life, if you're getting this love back Wait, to you... Wait, set that up? What's that? Wait, you set that up? Set it up. She was like, literally, I don't even trust her anymore. <laughs> She's like the CIA. It was the biggest surprise of my life. Oh, yeah, she did. Uh, wow. She was a genius. She was good. Oh, the way, I don't even want to tell lucky you about it. you to have her, man. Oh, I know, I know. And again, reflection of the hard work that it takes in life is I was not blessed with, both parents don't like me or talk to me. Sister doesn't talk to well, me. Well, you might not be the better off in the dad department not talking to you. Well, you know, I mean, it's still, you know, be honest with he you. Hasn't earned, he hasn't earned no, you. I know, I know. It? Well, either is my mom, really. You know, neither one of them ever said I love you. He said I love you once. But your mom raised you. I mean, she did something. But your dad. Yeah, he abandoned, yeah. He left. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he, he's entitled to all these things. I just, Isn't I it weird how he's entitled? We had our last argument was over a check. And 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 I was like, "Are you serious?" But you know, your dad's <laughs> a likable guy. That, that there's something it. about him, but he's actually getting worse though. He's he's getting like kind of really cranky now. How old is he? And it's just not worth it. It it, it the, him, it's not worth it. My mom, I keep thinking, oh, you know, that good that good will come out in her. That she really is funny and bright and fun and. You know, I just think that someday, but that's a fantasy Your that I hold on to. Your mom used to be to. on the podcast a long time ago. Oh, my God, that's right. What's Bug and Shoe? What's what Bug and Barb? What's Bug and Barb? Oh, that was the funniest thing ever. That was my radio show. She was so funny in that. And that's the part that, you know, I miss that. And But there's just this, uh, she refuses to ever get back to us and doesn't talk to the two kids and with Mika and doesn't talk to Mika. You know, we call her. It just, it just doesn't. It, it, look, it is what it is. You know, the, and it's difficult to accept. But you know, what do we do about that? We just have to work on our own personal values yeah. and and work on ourselves. And that would be a message. I could have you on forever, but I got to go do a comedy show. Oh yeah, this is so cool that you happen to be here. Uh, you're here on business in Southern California. Yeah, I'm going to be coming now back. you say you're going to be coming back? Yeah, because I have uh, business here. To, I'll probably come like once a month or something. No way. Yeah, maybe once well, maybe you'll get some months. more time and hang out with my family and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and next time Just I'll... don't tell them any stories. Yeah, see. <laughs> 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 I did I'll that. get story I, approval before I tell. But... I did that to Cerami one time with his son. He kept going, oh, cut it out, shoe. What are you doing? We had this long ride from Boston uh, to Philly. I was going, and then your dad. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to tell my son. But that's that's what I'm saying. Is like, do we tell our kids these things? You know, because we made it through, and we learned best, our lessons. Best left. They are unsaid. What could we possibly say that would be? Uh, let's not talk about Horner's bachelor party. 
Oh my god. That's probably another story no, we shouldn't yeah, tell. Actually, Let's tell the stories we shouldn't tell and tease people so maybe they'll tune in the next time you're on the show. Look at the Horner Bachelor okay, Party. For the next for the next show you should talk about let's see. What? Well, you don't want to talk about the bachelor that particular. No, I'm saying what do we say we're not going to talk uh, about that maybe we might get to a Well, your bachelor party that I threw for you was pretty <gasps> My amazing. bachelor party with ACDC. Yeah, that was that was actually um you could not make that shit up. No, that was crazy. Actually, that's one we can't tell because we'd be ratting on someone else. True. The one part. Right. That was crazy. How about that our history teacher was the pimp, the one who was fired for having sex oh <laughs> in his God. office? Wayne Lynch. <laughs> but you just outed him. Well, he's it was a record. It was on record that that. Well, that's happened. true. That's true. He was he was he was had this office at the library. It's a crime. And all he the, committed a crime. All the girls who would come out of there would come out with their you know their shirt coming out of their fly. That's wrong, man. If you had I, a daughter in there, you'd be. Pissed. I know. Oh, look at you with a new face now that you have a daughter. Back then, you're going, hey, look at the last one he was. No, with. I never. <laughs> Actually, though, no, I, do I know you're going never to that Dr. Katz's place and all the nonsense. That was oh my there. God! Yeah, we. I can't believe some of this stuff that we survived. But we are, we are here still, and I'm real happy you got to be on the podcast. Your first podcast, right? Where you were a guest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's some benefits to being my roommate 100 years ago. <laughs> you're now a <laughs> podcast ben- star. Do I don't know what benefit <laughs> you get from this. There's nothing. That, get rich. There's nothing possibly that could come out. Good outcome. My kids outcome are going to find me. out that I. Uh, oh, you know. I will laugh my ass off if they hear this. Oh. Most of it was about listen, me peeing myself, me yeah. having the cult leader dad, me having. You know, no, it, you're you're safe. I don't think we. Oh, the mescaline. They might not be. <laughs> I don't mind the mushrooms, but, <laughs> but I, mean, I protest the mescaline. Uh, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed. You all enjoy. I, I have to learn how to not say you guys because women are going. I'm not a guy. Uh, I hope you all, all the people out there that are listening, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, just give it a good rating. Pass the word around. It's the yeah. only way you can organically grow something. I don't want to promote. I don't want to be in your face all the time. I do want you to sign up for my shoes letter, Craig at CraigShoemaker.com, or just go to CraigShoemaker.com, sign up. I'll send you a shoes letter, let you know guests that are coming up, shows that we're doing. We're producing a lot of movies and television here, a lot of really fun stuff. And the most important thing is the Laughter Heals. That's who sponsors this. It's a Well, they don't sponsor it, let's be honest. It's a nonprofit. Tonight I'm about to do a show for first responders. I'm really excited yeah, about good. that. Yeah, we're giving them a gift back because they really. Man, the fires here are unbelievable. Woo, they were unbelievable. Devastating fires, and they were so courageous. And they and their spouses, we're giving them a night of comedy tonight. And we hope you find a lot of comedy in your life. Laughter is the best medicine. So you just open up and say, ha ha. Steve Lawrence have, has been my guest. I have one last suggestion. Oh, and right. I don't know how it's going to look like. What? But if you set it up so, we, so your listeners, yeah, if they do something special, then we'll tell them the actual story, but it's only, it's private for that one person. Oh, the, maybe the maybe. So the, if they pass it around, this is, yeah. So if they retweet and pass it, and let's say they do, well, let's say they retweet and tag ten people, or they Facebook ten people, and they show me, we will tell them the yeah. the next two stories that yeah, were for Brian our forbidden Johnson stories. Bachelor party. All right, all right okay. <laughs> we shut up. Not, not that he was. You know. uh, would you? <laughs> Don't give it away, okay? That's the tease. All right. So uh, there it is, folks. If you do 10 people tag and pass the word around, and I see you gave it a good review and all the stars, we will give you a private download of the story. Steve and I will tell the story, and only you 
will have that special treat of yeah. hearing things that should not be told in public. I hope you had a wonderful time on the podcast. Dr. Craig Shoemaker, can I help you? And we'll see you next time. Laughterheals.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws, raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter, working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertising, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.